Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and just a special welcome to the callers and chatters to the show. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy and history an opportunity to listen, learn, and take action. Now, if you have logged in as a guest and you wish to participate in the chat, please sign in through your Facebook account or Blog Talk Radio. Well, tonight's show is about discovering the connection to William Neal, and you'll learn more about who William Neal is. And my special guest is Marcellus Joyner. Marcellus is the supervisor of the Heritage Research Center at High Point Public Library and the archivist for the High Point Museum in High Point, North Carolina. He has a B.A. in history from North Carolina A&T State University and a Master's of Library Science from North Carolina Central University. Marcellus will discuss his research on his Neil family's past as well as discuss how his career played a large part in his family research findings. In addition, this discussion will focus on how Marcellus linked his family to William Neal, the slave owner of Green County, Georgia. Now, this fascinating story and research will explore how he discovered that his third great-grandmother was owned by William Neal and they, that they had seven children together. I'm not going to tell you any more about this because I want my special guest to tell you everything that he has to share tonight. So let me give a warm welcome to Marcellus Joyner to research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Marcellus. Can you hear me? Hi. Oh, yes, Hello? I can hear you quite well. 
Can you right. hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Marcellus. Well, Marcellus, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your work at the High Point Library and the High Point Museum? Okay. Well, uh, I began working for the the Heritage Research Center at the High Point Public Library and High Point and the High Point Historical Museum in the fall of 2013. Uh, I was hired to be uh, the supervising librarian for the Heritage Research Center for the High Point Public Library, as well as the archivist for the museum. Um, my area of focus uh, is to coordinate and collaborate efforts between uh, the Heritage Research Center and the museum staff to create and implement digitization initiatives to facilitate online access to local history and genealogical materials in both collections. Um, <clears throat> The, the daily, on a daily basis, the Heritage Research Center's focus is on genealogy and local history. Uh, to understand exactly what it took to assist patrons in, with genealogy research, uh, my staff and I both agreed that it would be a benefit to myself to, uh, to, do, to begin research on my own family. Um, this excited me because it was always something that I wanted to do, but I had no idea uh, where to get started? Um, would you uh, would you want uh, me to elaborate uh, more on the digital um, digital initiatives before we go further into uh, well, the yes, genealogy story? You, yes, because you mentioned to implement the digitization initiatives, and so what are some of the di digitization initiatives? Well, um, we embarked on a collaboration with uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, to to uh, to digitize uh, resources for uh, from from the uh, area of High Point uh, dig, uh, UNC's uh, digitization uh, unit, uh, which is called Digital NC, collects res uh, re resources from different counties all throughout North Carolina. Um, these can consist of yearbooks. Uh, directories, um, memorabilia from um, high schools and clubs, just kind of a cornucopia of, of information, um, historical information that people uh, may want to look at. Uh, and uh, when I was hired, uh, I, I thought that it would be um, an excellent way to get high points, uh, high points, uh, dig, uh, material out there for uh, for the world to see. Uh, you know, digitization has made uh, made it uh, has made it um, easier for people to access uh, information without having to leave and come do research in in areas or um, or in other states that they can't easily get to. Um, the the I would say that. Researchers uh, today don't know the pain of having to, to do research that people were doing back in the 70s and 80s, not only in gene genealogical research, but um, historical research um, itself. Did I answer your question? Oh, yes, you did. You definitely, and you're right. So many people don't know the pain. I mean, when we <laughs> didn't have when we didn't have those records digitized, everyone was your car 
to drive somewhere or you had to get someone else to do that research for you. So digitization has definitely made it much easier for people to do some research at home. So thank you very much for making that uh, process much easier for everyone. And it's particularly interesting to note that this is part of your uh, role at the High Point Library. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh yes. So, You're welcome. So why don't you why don't you take us uh through your journey of discovering your con- connection to William Nell? Okay. Well, um I decided to start researching uh my grandmother Eva May Neal Joyner. Um uh, she was born in 1925 and she passed in 1964. She was my first choice because uh, she was the grandparent that I knew the least amount about. Um, She died at an early age, um, at the age of 38 to be exact, when my father was still in high school. So so I never had um, an opportunity to meet her, didn't have uh, that relationship with her. So um, as a matter of fact, I've never even seen a picture uh, of her when my grandfather passed and in 2009, we were hoping that maybe he had one, you know, tucked away somewhere um, in his things. But unfortunately, uh, it never, it never turned up a surface. So um, I've never, never actually seen, um, know what I actually don't know what she looks like. Um, oh wow! So, you know, so I felt that um, this would give me some sort of, of. Um, of way of getting to know her, um, you know, just kind of connecting or or making that connection in, in some type of way. Sure. So, um, so I started my research with some key information that my father had given me about my grandmother, um, her date of birth, when she died, and where. Uh, my first discovery was actually on Ancestry.com, where I found her death certificate. I was excited about it, but it really didn't yield the information that in, information that I didn't already know. Um, you know, so it was it was kind of like it was just confirming what my you know what the information that my father had given me about her. Um, so. So I began. Did I uh, lose you? Okay, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I just I paused for a second. Sorry about that. Uh, so I began searching for my grandmother and her parents in the census records. Okay. Uh, I eventually found her family in the 1930s uh, census, living in Lee County, South Carolina. My grandmother Eva was the eldest of three children. Um, there was Eva May Neal, uh, Grover Giles Neal, and my great aunt, uh, Aunt Daisy, who is the only one alive, still alive from from that particular part of my family. Uh, my father often tells me that if you ever want to know what your grandmother looks like, just go take a look at your aunt Daisy because they they looked uh, very very similar and. <laughs> you know that that gives you that does give me some comfort, but you know I still have that um, that longing that longing to know who she was. You know. Um, yes, sure. So at the time, uh, at this time in 1930, she was approximately five years old. 
so I began. To, I had to. Uh, I had to, had to begin searching for parents in the in the 1920 uh, census. Uh, at this point, I had had to begin doing research in Georgia, the Georgia area, but I wasn't sure exactly in what part of Georgia to look um, because you know. My, uh, I don't I, I don't know if this is a common thing amongst just African Americans or just old older um older um or, or or just ways of 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 the past where people really don't talk too much about, you know, where they where they're from or they don't tell their children as many things as you as you think they should. I don't know if I'm being clear. Do you can you do you do you know what I'm saying? Where yes, I, yes, I am understanding shared. what you're saying, that some people don't share as much information. And so because of that, you, you just had to deal with just how to find out exactly where they're from. Right, right. So even my Aunt Daisy, who was the youngest out of the three, um, you know, uh, she told me that she just she just really didn't know that much because by the time she was born, they were they were far removed from Georgia, so um, so I had to begin looking for um, had to begin looking for uh, their uh, their death certificates um, for for um, for the for for my grandmother's uh, for my great grandmother and great grandfather. Um, okay, so let one, me let me just stop you for a minute there. So you started off uh, with the knowledge. Based upon what your father gave you about when your mother, when his mother was born and when she died, and yes. so you were able to go into you say ancestry and you found a death certificate for her. Yes, uh, we we have a couple of resources uh, uh, at at the Heritage Research Center. Um, our two our two main. Uh, sources to go to, or what we usually start our patrons out on, is Ancestry.com, um, the library edition, uh, which yields a lot of information for people. Um, I, I advise anybody who may be listening that if they haven't started their their uh, family research, always check with your local library to see if they have uh, the library version of Ancestry.com because you'll be able to access a lot of information. Uh, we also um, usually uh, point our patrons uh, in the direction of family search as well. So um, when I started out on my uh, my genealogical journey, those were the two main uh, databases that I used to to look for information, as well as uh, some of the resources, uh, the book resources that we have in our room that focus in on um, South Carolina and Georgia. Okay. Right. Okay, so continue on. Yes. Okay. Uh once I pinned down where Grover Giles Neal, uh who is my great grandfather was from, it was pretty easy to locate him living with his parents in the nineteen ten and nineteen hundred census. Grover Giles Neal's parents were John Neal, who was born in eighteen fifty nine and passed in nineteen twenty three, and Adeline Adeline Thompson Neal who was born in 1860 and passed in 1936. Um, John Neal was one of seven children. And at this time, the earliest record I could find for John and Adeline uh, 
was in the 1880 census. I, I kind of paused uh, in my research at that time because I couldn't identify John's parents. And uh, I think it may have been um, maybe uh, may have been a couple of months of of just kind of searching different resources, looking at different resources, and running up against walls, running up uh, running up against walls. Um, it, it got very frustrating, <laughs> but um, I was eventually able to locate John's uh, John Neal's Greene County Georgia death certificate. Uh, which listed Zilfie, Zilfie Ann Neal, born 1832, uh, circa 1890 was her death. Uh, um, I say circa 1890 because uh, I have run into other people who have been also doing research on the Neal family, not quite sure if they're related or not yet, but um, some have uh, Zilfie Ann Neal, passing in 1890, and others have no record of her. So um, it's kind of a mystery, but I, I took it upon myself to um, to call the Oglethorpe uh, Register of Deeds in, uh, in, in Georgia, and um, they did a search for me and said they couldn't find anything on on her passing away there. So that's uh, that in itself is still a mystery of mystery of why people think she may have passed in Oglethorpe, Georgia, in 1890. But uh, I've kind of gotten all, <laughs> a little bit off track, so let me pull myself back in. Um, right, and let me just pull you back in for a second, just so that people could understand. Uh, okay. uh, you you spoke of Glover Nil and Zilfie Ann Nil, and tell us once again who these two individuals are. Okay, Grover Giles Nil is uh, my great grandfather. He is the father of Eva May Nil Joyner, my grandmother. Your grandmother. Okay. Yes. Uh, Grover Giles Nil's father is John Nil. And his mother's Adeline Neal. Those are my great great grandparents. Okay. Zilfie Ann Neal is my third great grandmother. Okay. All right. Um, there was no um, there was no father listed on um, on John's death certificate. So you know that that gave me pause. Um, Kind of got my mind reeling about why or why not why maybe why or why not um, the father may have not been listed, um, and you know at first I was thinking because he was born uh, in 1859 just outside of the end of slavery, it could have been possible that he was fathered by a another slave and that other slave either died or maybe was sold off. Um, you know, just just a a, a myriad of things uh, ran through my mind about why the father may have not been listed. Um, but one thing that I did discover by finding John's uh, death certificate that is that he was living beside his mother in the 1880 census and living in home with her in the 1870 census. So the death certificate, finding John Neal's death certificate. Um, and then using the census to compare 
uh, where he was at at, at that time. Um, uh, it, it helped me solidify some evidence. Uh, and uh, Zilfi, who, who um, uh, Zilfi John's mother, her name was uh, very, very skewed in the the 1870 and 1880 census. So um, I, I, I learned by doing my own research and helping other people do theirs that uh, misspellings and variations of names you really have to get used to. Um, you kind of almost have to put your blinders on and pay more so attention to to how the evidence works. If if this person is associated with the with two other people that you are sure um that you have the right information on, then you know the evidence points to to this person being associated with them um, okay, right. and so when you you mentioned you know kind of zilfi and it, it was it difficult for you just because of the spelling of her name? Uh, you saw it spelled very in various ways. Uh, what was it about Zilfi that made it a little difficult for you? Well, um, it was it, it not wasn't necessarily difficult. It was kind of just like I said, just just kind of yielding myself to to what the ev- what the evidence pointed to. Um, you know, there are very, very few people whose names began with uh, Z uh, um, back then and even today. So, you know, Zilf, uh, Zilfi and Neil being named on John's death certificate versus the 1880 and 1870 census where her name is um, written as Zishan, Z-I-T-I-A-N, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, I kind of had to, um, you know, I, I kind of had to come to the realization that that um, that proximity yields uh, a lot of evidence when it comes to genealogy work. So that's how I, uh, I pinned down that that he was that she was his mother. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So tell us a little bit more. Okay. Um, I had so I had my family traced to the African American geneal- genealogical brick wall, the 1870 census. Um, now uh, I was trying to figure out how to break through that, um, so I began searching for slave owners with like surnames in the same county. Um, I found, I found. Wait, and when you say the same county, tell tell everyone what county are you speaking of? Uh, Green County, Georgia. Okay. Green County, Georgia. Um, so, uh, and this this search went on for a while, uh, just going uh, going through the 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 different pages of the census and and looking for Neils and just kind of narrowing it down. And sure enough, uh, in the eighteen fifty census, I, I found a a, a William Neal. Um, so William Neal, who was born in 1818 and passed uh, about 1888, uh, had a sizable plantation in Greene County, Georgia, in the Greene County, Georgia area. Um, in the in the 1860 on the 1860 slave schedule, 
he had approximately 20 slaves. So um, here was a, a, a slave owner with um, with a decent amount of, of slaves working his land in the Greene County, Georgia area at this time. So he, you know, he was definitely a key person or um, a person of interest for me to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I began uh, just kind of connecting dots and 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 fact checking myself and uh the key identifying factor of connecting my family to the slave master was that they were identified as mulatto in the eighteen sixty and eighteen fifty slave schedules. Uh four only four out of the twenty slaves were identified as as mulattoes. So at this time um Zilfi uh in the eighteen in the eighteen sixty uh, slave schedule would have been approximately 29. Um, John would have been around two years old, and he had two sisters, Betsy and Elizabeth. Uh, and sure enough, when I uh, looked at the slave schedule, the the numbers and the and the physical descriptions matched up. Um, you you really don't have much else to go on when you're comparing. Those those slave schedules uh, versus the eighteen seventy census, uh, you you pretty much have to go off of physical description, uh, proximity as far as where that person was living in the eighteen seventy census versus the eighteen sixty slave schedule, as well as the eighteen sixty census where the slave master lived. So uh, through deductive reasoning, uh, I began began to narrow narrow the um all the other possible plantation owners down and um I, I that uh William Neal became my focus uh at that point. And was William Neal the only Neal in uh Greene County, Georgia? At that time, yes. At that time he he uh, his father, um whose name was Older Neal um, I stayed about two or three counties away, and there was actually uh, William Neal that stayed um, a county over. And I apologize, I can't remember the name of the county, but um, there was there was a, a another William Neal that stayed maybe three or four counties of, of, away. And at first, when I was uh, going through the census, I, I mixed them up at first. But um had to go back and look through my research again and compare, and I found out that there was an, another William Neal uh, in Georgia at that time, but he was not in Greene County. Okay, and he wasn't connected to the William Neal that you're speaking of? No, ma'am. Um, for For the research I've done so far, he is not connected to him. Right. Now we're going to hold off finding out what else you discovered and take a quick break and come right back, okay? Just a real quick break. All right.
your call as soon. Okay, we've just lost our guest, and so while we're, I'm working to get the guest back on the show, I'm going to just tell you all about a book. Have you all heard about Our Ancestors, Our Stories? Well, this is a book written by the Memory Keepers, and it's a book that I have been a part of. And so for those of you who have not heard about this book, please check out my website and the website of the Memory Keepers called thememorykeepers.net. So I am going to put you all on hold for a minute because the guest has dropped off the line, and I'm hoping that I will be able to get him back on. So everyone, if you can just hold on for a second, I will call the guest, okay? Everyone, just hold on. Love Talk Radio. decided 
and some of his colleagues also decided that they would do research on their own family. And so he decided to research his grandmother, of whom he never met. He traced his grandmother's ancestry all the way back to Greene County, Georgia, and he discovered a William Neal. So why don't you take us from your William Neal discovery, and let's hear more about your story. Okay. Well, I think where we left off was um, with me matching the uh, the physical descriptions uh, of my family in the 1870 census and um, comparing it to the uh, the slave schedule with, uh, in which William Neal's uh, slaves were listed. Um, and the reason why I was so confident that this was that that, that I had found them was that. Uh, uh, my family was listed as mulatto in 1870 in the 1870 census. Uh, when we look at the 1860 slave schedule, all of his uh, other slaves are listed as black. So there were only four. There were only four um, mulatto slaves that he owned at that time, and. If from the 1870 census going back, there would have only been four people in uh, in Zilfi's household at that time. So that's why I was I felt very strongly that that was them. So, um, so after you that, felt I, strongly it was them because of the mulatto slaves that were also listed, or because of another reason. Well, um, that that gave me that gave me. Confidence, but it was not definitive proof. Um, okay. So I began began um, trying to find more information on on William, uh, and uh, for a couple of months there was very little success. Um, but eventually, I, I went on. Uh, I believe it was Family Search. Uh, at I believe at some point. In 2014, Family Search began um, releasing some um, some uh, will and estate papers um, as mm-hmm. part of some of their collections. So um, I took a look at what they had on Greene County, Georgia, and tried to find uh, tried to see if I could find anything on William Neal. And sure enough, there uh, there was a will and some estate papers. Um, one of the key pieces of evidence that I found that kind of sealed the deal for me that uh, Zilfi was definitely was definitely um, associated with the Neal uh, plantation is that there was a um, uh, a receipt. Um, uh, a receipt or a pay slip, um, I guess. I guess you can call it one or the other, where uh, Zilfi was paid for services rendered at a dinner party. So she um, she was a cook, and she was listed as a cook as well uh, as for for her occupation um, as a domestic and and a cook in the 1870 and 1880 uh, census, I believe, and. Um, one other key thing was that her name was actually spelled Zilfi on the receipt versus what was written 
in the 18 the misspelling of her name that was in the 1870 and 1880 census. So uh, that 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 sealed the deal for me that that was definitely them and they were tied to definitely tied to the um, to his to his plantation. Wow, how exciting. How did you feel when you discovered that Zilfie's name was actually in his will and estate papers? I, I was I was ecstatic. Uh you know, I I come from the the well, I I guess I'm just old enough to have come from the the generation of actually seeing Roots when it originally aired on TV back in the 70s. So, um that I think Roots Seeing Roots probably planted the seed of being a historian and working with historical documents and facts a long time ago, and probably has always fed my desire to um, learn where my family comes from. Um, Well, well, I think a lot of people feel that uh, Roots uh, stimulated them to begin that whole research uh, process. And so you've taken it to a, a, a level where you have now, as you said, you were looking for that evidence, and you you had a hunch that it was William Neal, but now you actually find Zilfie's name on a receipt in his yes. papers. Yes. So this this led to some questions for me. Um, you know, um, was Zilfie Neal's uh, William Neal's half mulatto sister. You know that could have been a que- that was a question that came in my mind because she was she was already listed as mulatto. So as the as the mother of all these children, um, and by her being associated with the family, but not having uh, other uh, materials to say whether she is or isn't. You know, you you kind of have to wonder whether she was um, a product of of the family because her and William were, you know, approximately around the same age. So it's very possible that they could have been half brother, half sister. Um, and if she wasn't related to him, where did she come from? If she wasn't related to the Neils biologically, um, mm-hmm. also, who was the father of her children? So you know, these these were things that were running through my mind and you know I was I was kinda <laughs> I guess I could say on a genealogical high at that time, um, you know, just kinda all smiles, just being able to to um trace my family back that far and actually connect them to uh to uh, a slave master because I feel like if you can connect your family um to 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 um to a slave master or around that time the more you learn about the slave master the, the more it's possible that you can learn exactly where your family may have come from um prior to being on that plantation so um mm-hmm. yeah i was just, i was ecstatic um, so i did a lot of searching on um on on different databases uh through uh, Ancestry.com and both Family Search, and found many different family trees dedicated to the Neil slave owning family. Uh, some of these trees uh, showed the family line connecting William Neil to Zilfi. Um, and uh, actually had William listed as the father of her children. Um, 
other other trees conveniently uh kind of stopped at William Neal. Um, you know, so that you know, that it, that kind of makes you wonder if um the ones who didn't list her kind of knew know what's knew that that he was the father and are or maybe not listing uh listing them. Um so it 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 brought up it brought about a lot of questions. Um one thing that was for certain, regardless of, of what anyone's tree um has said, William Neal was never married. So uh that that really began to kind of um get my mind whirling. Um, you know, here's a man uh has a has a plantation, is is booming, is you know, uh, he's bringing in money uh you know he's a catch <laughs> for for lack of a better word um mm-hmm. and he and just no record of him ever getting married at all um but what was interesting was that uh my third great grandmother Zilfi never married either so uh you know this got me to wondering so I began leaving messages on different trees on both on Ancestry.com to see if anyone had knowledge of the union. Uh, one tree did turn out to be indeed fruitful. Um, I'm not going to mention the gentleman's name because I haven't uh, been able to contact be, uh, contact him uh, since we first touched base, but he actually sent me an email saying that this was uh, a known, it was a known fact that William Neal did father children with uh one of his slave mistresses uh and that was pretty much the the gist of the information he gave me um he didn't go into a lot of detail so he made me believe that this is something that just is kind of known um uh amongst people in that county now that's that's me speculating whether you know people in that in green county georgia actually know this story or whether he's speaking more so to other researchers who have who have um concurred that that he is the father of of um Zilfie Neal's children. Um, well, this certainly uh opens the door for you to conduct additional research as well as DNA testing. Yes, I um I def- perhaps you may uh find a link to the Neil family if they have also tested. Um well, it's definitely opened my eyes to it. Um I have not been able to, well, not been able to, but uh, I've actually started DNA testing on my mother's side because she she kind of has a press, pressing mystery that we need to solve. Um, so my father's DNA test will be coming uh, forthcoming in the next couple of months. I'm going to uh, make sure I order it and and um, and, and get him tested because uh, I would really like to see if if there are some Neils who have um, done DNA testing and see if there's any connections. It, I mean. It's uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's a, a very exciting thing to be able to uh, connect with people with with family you never knew you had um, even if even if they don't necessarily want to <laughs> be connected to you uh, you know that's 
that's um, a little bit of interpretation, but uh, you just never know. I, and I say for anybody who's doing this type of research, um, you know, turn those stones, o- turn the stones over, because um, if you really, if you really want to find out what's there, you know, um, sometimes you, you know it's, you turn the stone over and. It, it yields gold sometimes. You turn it over and it, and it, and it uh, yields cold. But um, I, I say no matter what, just turn them over so you can try to find out as much as you can. Right, right. And it sounds like uh, with your the strategy that all of you all chose to pursue, the staff, in searching your ancestry that you did yield some information that you didn't have on your grandmother's origin. Right, right. Um, it's, it's it's been amazing, and I actually feel like I've I have connected with her in in some way, and um, it's, it's just it's been an an amazing journey. Just an just a, a very amazing journey. Um, well, it is it is an amazing amazing journey and it and it's inspiring also because you didn't stop, you continued to look and you continued to utilize the the various resources. And one of the resources you mentioned was that you put out a query. You you just started asking the questions and you did get someone to at least respond to you even if they haven't you know communicated with you since that time by simply telling you that it was a known fact in Greene County uh that William Neal kept a slave mistress and that he fought the children with them that's that sounds like something that hopefully you'll yield additional information when you do do the DNA testing Yes, I've I've actually and I've actually found um, well I, I've you know a, a lot of people when they do their their genealogical research they they get started on the on the the, the straight line back you know grandparent to grandparent to grandparent but I've also expanded and done more of a um, more expansive tree and um, done some research on some, where some of the the children. Um, that were um those seven children that both of uh, Zilfi and uh that Zilfi and William had and there's still um there's still quite a few Neils living in that area and as recently as um the past week or two um I met a gentleman online um through um uh, just uh, uh through Facebook I was uh doing some research on the church that where my family is buried, which is uh, Spring Creek, Spring Creek Ch- uh, Church in in Greene County, Georgia, um, where a lot of the Neils are are, are buried, and um, uh, I think his last name is Brown. I'm, I'm not going to mention his first name because I didn't get permission <laughs> to to mention his whole name on 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 air, but. Uh, I will say that um, the, his last name is Brown, and Brown is a surname of some of the uh, of those of those children um, that were of descent. So we we kind of the light bulb kind of went off with both of us thinking that we may be some kin to each other. But um, 
he uh we spoke about him maybe surveying some of the uh some of the uh uh headstones uh in the church cemetery uh because I have some questions as far as uh some of the death dates for for some of the families so it's it's possible that I may have found a relative oh wonderful oh how exciting well, that's a story that you're going to have to share with us once you begin that uh, uh, surveying those various headstones and gathering additional information on the, your Neil family. Now, you said, so this is the only descendant of Neil that you have communicated with, or are there others out there? Uh, he is the only one that I've communicated with, and we still have to confirm whether he is um, a part of the, the Neil family. Um, one thing they told me that he grew up in a church all his life, and you know, one thing about small churches in the South, uh, especially African American churches, uh, you know, family usually usually hangs around, and <laughs> so uh, it's it's possible we we just have to we have to vet the. Uh, Vet the research and, and vet the information to, uh, right. to see if we're actually connected. Yeah. Um, well, we have a question coming on, uh, and so I'm clicking right now, and I hope I can get the listener. Uh, area code 504, do you have a question or a comment? Yes, ma'am. Uh, good evening. I'd I like to ask the guest, uh, Mr. Joyner, the slaveholder Neil, have you studied uh, the history of that family when they came into that state and, uh, you know, when they acquired the land in that particular county in Georgia. And because sometimes I find that it's that's very helpful to see how they acquired uh, the enslaved blacks over a period of time. And a lot of these families, you know, when you study the the, the slave owners' family background, you know, they came out of Virginia, South Carolina, migrating over to Georgia and Alabama. And I was just curious whether you had started that detailed process yet. Okay. Well, actually, um, William Neal's father, uh, Older Neal, was born in Warren County, North Carolina. Um, Older Neal and his wife, Sally Furlow, uh, Sally Furlow Neal, uh, showed up in Georgia uh, I want to say around the late 1790s to early 1800s. So they were um, they 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 moved to Georgia um, pretty 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 um, early um, uh, close to, close to the 1800s. And I have actually seen um, trees that that actually take the the Caucasian Neal family all the way back to Ireland. But one thing about looking at other people's trees, you can't always take, you know, you can't take their, their information verbatim. So it's been a slow process of me just kind of vetting vetting information and making sure that what I'm seeing on other peop- from other people's uh, research is true or not. Um, what about so, uh, local? What about local histories written in the county about the families and you know who who he may have been associated with business wise, class wise, and politically in the county? I, I find and who they married into. Sometimes you 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 discover things 
So you look at who they married, who their brother married, so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely uh, could could um, stand to expand on um, maybe even researching researching um, William Neal's father's um, wife's family because um, you know that as you as you said that, that may yield some more information. Um, as far as written a lot of written information about him, um, I, you really I really don't see uh, or haven't discovered um, much of anything written on him except for a court case that he was involved in um in the early 1800 uh well I may be I may be a little off well I may be off about the the date of the court case but um he actually uh had a court case where he was um he murdered another uh, slave owner's slave and mm-hmm. um the other slave owner tried to get him tried, but of course, you know when you murder a, a slave, slaves aren't con- considered people. But she was actually trying to argue the fact that that uh, that he murdered her. But she she just really wanted some type of compensation for for losing uh, for, for losing um, um, a, a slave or, or someone to produce work for her. Uh, so that's. That's the only other document besides his um, his actual will and estate papers that I, I found on him, and and he did not, as far as I know, uh, as far as I, I've read about the court case, he he wasn't prosecuted for it. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, sir. Okay, well, you know, one of the points that you just brought up and the the caller brought up is that. Once you have identified the slave owner that you want to begin to do your research on the slave owner. And so that's one of the the things that you, it sounds like you have started to do to just learn more about the slave owner. But nevertheless, you did trace your grandmother's family history back as far as you could, and you do have a paper in a deed, a will, uh, with Zilfie's name on it. And so I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us your journey that began with your oral history from your father. And it took you back as far as you could go to find out information about your Neil connection to William Neil. So Thank you so much, Marcellus, for joining us tonight and for sharing with us your story. Well, I want thank you also, very much. everyone, just please remember your ancestors left footprints. Therefore, you should follow the clues that are presented to you through oral history, family records, and research at the National Archives and beyond. You can continue this discussion on the research at the National Archives and Beyond and AfroGenius.com Facebook pages. And also remember to listen to the African Roots podcast with Angela Walton-Raji on Friday. 
Thank you so much for joining Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio, and I look forward to you joining me next Thursday. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett. Good night, everyone. Good night, Marcellus Johnson. Join us. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.